All right, guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the major sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the highest quality ingredients on the market along with the best tasting products. You guys can head to unifyactive.com and use the code DJK10 to get 10% off all products on the website. So that's DJK10 at unifyactive.com to save 10% on all products with Unify Health Supplements. Let's get stuck into the show. Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the audio from a podcast I did as a guest recently with a guy named John Salmon. Now, John did my Mindset and Personal Growth Masterclass not too long ago. He was already crushing it in his business, but did a bit of fine tuning and we built up a good friendship and he is absolutely crushing it with his podcast fitness in business and I was very fortunate to be asked to go on his show and also very grateful for the conversation. Uh, John actually flew down from Brisbane to do the podcast in Melbourne which was awesome. We got to train, uh, record a really cool podcast and I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and the questions that he asked and I feel like there's a lot of value for you guys to take away from the episode. So I'm going to be sharing it with you now. If you haven't checked out his podcast, I'll leave a link in the show notes below, but I'd love to hear your feedback from this episode and from the episodes we've been posting recently. We have some really interesting and and valuable guests coming up to share with you guys, which I'm really excited about. But I, as I've said this so many times, I genuinely love sharing these podcasts with you all. And more importantly, I appreciate every single person who tunes in that is, you know, subscribe to the show, that's sharing episodes with a friend or that just listens each week. It means the absolute world to me and it's very motivating and allows me to continue doing this and sharing value with you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with John. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fitness in Business podcast. Uh, I've actually traveled down to Melbourne today and I'm interviewing Dan Kennedy. Dan or Danny, what do you prefer? Hard choice. Go DK, I reckon. DK? Neither of the above. DK, neither of the above. Didn't nail it. Mate, how are you? <laughs> I'm well, mate. How are you? Thanks for coming Very down. Good. I appreciate you taking the time and, um, and coming down. It's nice to meet in person. Get a cheeky little arm pump in as well, which is good. Absolutely. Quick, uh, quick arm pump before the, before the podcast because it definitely makes your voice sound a little bit better when you're... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to put like the bag of your shirt on. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mate, I, I really wanted to come down and have a chat with you today. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to much of the podcast so far, but the Fitness in Business podcast surrounds three key pillars, which is fitness, stress, and performance. Mm-hmm. So for people that are in business, that are um, whether they are into fitness or they're not into fitness, it's helping them, um, I guess, like most podcasts, go away with some key takeaways surrounding those three elements. Mm. And I guess at the end of the day, anyone that is in business, whether they are um, you know, in their own, in a leadership role, not for their own company or business, or they actually own their own business, they would understand the stresses that are involved, and as would you. And so I really wanna to cover today those three things, and then what we do usually is sort of link back around and work out how they all intertwine mm. into, into the lives of the people awesome. that I'm chatting to. Yeah, brilliant. So just to give us a bit of direction. 
So let's talk first about fitness. You're in the fitness industry. Yes. You're a trainer, you're a coach, you're a mentor. Um, give us a little bit of background about how you got into the industry, just to give any listeners who don't know you a bit of a, a mm. bit of an intro. Yeah, so I, I grew up in country Victoria. Um, we've got at least one mutual friend um, who's been there. <laughs> Some Most people listening <laughs> probably haven't. But I grew up in country Victoria playing, um, playing heap of sport as a kid, predominantly football and basketball, but I, my passion was always basketball. Um, naturally quite skinny and, and more of an ectomorph type body as well. So um, I, I always found like the aerobic side of fitness um, my strength and something that I also knew that I could work really hard on. Um, and that was, you know, no one else, that wasn't up to anyone else, it was up to me to put in the work. So playing footy and basketball, I, I very early on, not being the most skilled um, in either of the two, mm. really gravitated towards putting in a lot of hard work physically to try and continue to further my career in both. And then at probably the age of 15 or 16, uh, a basketball coach pretty much said, like, you have to go to the gym because I was underweight because I was overtraining and yeah, under-eating right. and um, I was just too skinny. So I went to the gym for the first time in about year, yeah, about year 10 or year 9, I think it was. And initially I, I absolutely hated it because I was so used to the feeling of doing a hard running session or mm, mm. playing a hard game of basketball or footy and, and that's what I paired with being fit or healthy sure. or, or working yeah. hard. Just being gassed. Yeah. Yep. So going to the gym, like, you know, taking rest between exercises, all this type of stuff, I, I pretty much just felt like I wasn't working hard enough. And my mindset back then was very um, obsessive yep. as well. Yep. Um, but I think a lot of people do feel that now, particularly with females yep. um, who have come from more of a cardio or group fitness background getting into the gym it feels like you're not working hard enough or mm, mm. you need to sweat or leave the gym feeling like it's the hardest thing you've ever done but For sure. that's just not the case but about a month or so into that journey after initially hating it I I just fell in love with it once I started phys- physically seeing the results and changes that I was getting from the gym but probably more so the mental changes um, you know in terms of self-esteem confidence um, all that type of stuff and, sure. and also the discipline required to to do it um, again I was never the most talented in footy or basketball I was really lucky to play at, a, at a, a good level particularly with basketball but having been cut from so many state state teams mm, mm. Uh, missing out on on basically everything you can miss out on yep. and just being at the fringe of being good enough and not being good enough the gym for me was like my way of saying well fuck it, I don't have anyone else to tell me whether I'm good enough or not good enough. Mm, the mm. results purely rely on whether or not I do the work. For sure. So I really like that. And I just become obsessed with it. I, every bit of, you know, every video, every magazine, every mm, article mm. online you can read about training and nutrition. And I finished year 12 and in year 12, sorry, or I did my uh, personal training qualification just separate to school yeah, online. Right. So while, while in high school? Yeah, yeah, while in cool. high school, I did cool. that. Um, I think mum initially showed it to me. Um, there was some incentive if you're a student, yeah, you could sure. get it for a bit cheaper or whatever. And I never had any intention of really using it. I was just like, you know, it's just another thing I can add in and learn. It's funny how those things happen, eh? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then I finished school, decided that I was going to quit basketball, which was like a massive decision. Yeah. And I was going to focus on footy. And then within a week, I was living in Melbourne for basketball. So I'd got a, I'd yeah, got right. a call um, asking me to come here to the Australian College of Basketball for two mm-hmm. years. So, uh, yeah, nice. finished school. Plans changed a lot in a short period of time. I deferred uni at the time as well um, and moved here full-time for two years yep. and just continued to further my education as much as possible. 
and gain as much experience as I could around training and nutrition. I was just, you know, in, in hindsight now, I was way more obsessed with the gym and fitness than what yeah, right. I was with basketball. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was my, my only aspiration and goal was to play basketball professionally. So, you know, that was at that time as well. When I moved here, I was the same height as I am now, at about 20 to 25 kilos less. Yeah, right. So I was super underweight. But in that two-year period, I started learning from really reputable sources mm, of, mm. of people and information around training and nutrition. Started say, seeing really good results personally yeah, and, nice. and become less of a nut when it came to eating yeah. and, and training. Yeah. And at the end of the second year, I had an ankle reconstruction. So again, like I've, I've very quickly learned that a lot of things that feel like really negative outcomes, like everything happens for us, not to us. And yeah. um, everything happens for a reason. So... At that time, I was obviously devastated. Yeah, for sure. But it was the first time I had the chance to properly work. So I started my PT business, ended up competing in physique competitions for the next couple of years, quit basketball altogether. Um, and yeah, I started getting questions and stuff, particularly from people who knew me yeah. from Horsham, yeah. asking for advice around training and nutrition sure. because I'd, I'd seen, seen so much progress. Yeah. So you know, I was obviously, as I said, I'd started my PT business in person but I was posting a lot of content online. So then I started getting inquiries about people asking for advice. So I, mm, I mm. started building out some online stuff as well. And yeah, that was, I mean, awesome. it doesn't feel like that long ago, but it was fucking yeah. ages ago. That was, yeah. you know, however long, what was that? Like 10 years, nearly, yeah. Yeah. nearly 10 years ago. Whole decade. And so a lot's happened since then, but yeah, well, that was kind of, that's how I got into it anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. It's so interesting when you, like we said a couple of times, something happened and it forced your hand almost, like broken yeah. ankle or a phone call, you chased an opportunity and it's helped pivot to a different thing, a different thing, a different thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's something I've learned recently as well, is that you should always just have that open and growth mindset and, mm, mm. and just allow life to happen for you instead of being fixated on how you think life should go. For sure. Um, and it was a, lo a lot of that was due to the fact that I just wrapped my identity, mm, identity mm. around being a basketballer or an athlete or whatever. And, yeah. um, and it was hard to basically sit there and just think, all right, well, I've spent my whole life up until this point for sure. working towards this goal. And then, well, I'm making the decision to just never do it again and do something completely different. <laughs> but, you know, we were talking about it in the gym today, even yeah. about like my old man and his, his career path. It's so important that he doesn't, you're never too old or it's never too late to start something. And for sure. And you, like, if you're a basketballer, a footballer, an accountant, a musician, whatever the fuck, yeah. it's not, that's not who you are. It's just something that you do. Yes. And that can change. Yeah. So, you know, what you do is not who you are, basically. For sure. And that, that was a lesson that took me a long time to learn. Mm. But, um, but yeah, after finishing up basketball, obviously it was devastating and probably like one of the hardest times of my life at that stage. Yeah, yeah. But then it very quickly turned into one of the best things that ever happened to mm. me. Mm. And if, that hadn't, if I hadn't had that ankle reconstruction, yeah. like who knows what, what I would be doing now. For sure. Because as you said, it kind of forced my hand yep. at something else. And I very quickly realized that I found more passion and got more... Yep. more purpose out of what I was doing, helping others sure. than just everything being about me. Mm, 100%. There's a, if anyone missed it, there was a little gold nugget in there. It's um, that you're not what you do. Like mm. you are who you are and yeah. you do something. You're not the accountant. You're not yeah. the PT. You're not the police officer. You're not, you know, you, you're you. Yeah. You're DK. I'm John. 
and we do something. Yeah. And the the like it's so interesting reflecting on my past, your past, and when you have these conversations with people, because you and I both know you have clients and you have people in your world that that feel like they're stuck. And mm. the mutual friend we we're talking about, um, Tommy. Yeah. Um, he said something to me one day that he, he was chatting to a group of people and it was something about um, tell me who you are without telling me what you do. Yeah. And that comes into what we're talking about, especially with um, fitness and business. It's not about having a six pack and owning a business. It's about being able to live out the journey and have longevity and like choose the path that you're going on and be able to pivot and being able to make decisions yeah. and you know and and live like authentically to yourself as well yes. yeah i think fitness in industry in particular is a lot of smoke and mirrors like yeah um you know the the perception of whether it's a trainer or whether it's a fitness model or whatever it's and with social media mm. social media like everyone talks about how bad social media can be yeah I can see why, but at the same time, like I, I'll be the first to admit that social media is like one of the best things yes. that's ever happened to, for me, anyway. Because I wouldn't have the business I have without it. For sure. But at the same time, as I said, like it can be, you know, depending on on who we're talking about or your mindset, it can be something that really, um, you know, pretty much fucks people up. Really, it's just because yep. you're looking at the highlight of everyone's life thinking that that's how it should be for you all the time or for sure. you know, even goal setting. People set all these goals based off what everyone else is doing. Mm, mm. You know, when we did um, the, the mindset work together, the very first call that I do in that um, program is like truly identifying what it is that you actually want. Yes. Stripping everything back, no limiting beliefs, no limitations, no I'm doing this because I've done it for the last yeah. 20 years or doing this because my family want me to do it. It's like, what do you actually want to do? Where are you trying and to And who to? are you as a person? Yeah. yeah. And then if you can live authentically to that, you know, so many people struggle with anxiety and stress and, and depression and stuff. And for sure. um, a lot of that, you know, is, is out of our control, but a lot of it's within our control too. Mm, it's mm. like people cause a lot of that shit for themselves by comparison, um, by, you know, living as a, almost like a, a character on a TV show For sure. that's not them just to try and fulfill yep. what they think everyone thinks they should do or, or the opinions of others. Dude, um, that's the, that yeah. concept is like, is so, has, <sighs> has come in. I just paused so I could chop that bit out. The, um, that's why I'm doing things like recording this on camera and trying to capture those moments that it's like um, documenting instead of creating. Yes. Um, because it's it's authentic. It's not like uh, you're putting this image out, and, and I see you doing that too with yours. It's not um, that influencers, people in the juice, mm. people people who are pumping chemicals in their body. That's not real, and the the stage and the that fakeness is what a lot of people think the fitness industry is about. Yeah, but there just happens to be some shitheads in that industry. Yeah, you know, exactly that are impacting it in that way. If you can document what you do as well, like yeah. not only do you genuinely feel happier every day, but you're attracting the right people into your life that mm -hmm. should be there, whether it's clients, partners, For sure. work colleagues, whatever it is, like you're going to attract the right people in because you're authentically yourself. But again, if you're just showing up and living the way you think you're supposed to live, yeah. you're going to cause a lot of stress and anxiety and it's, uh, you're not going to actually ever get to be mm. your authentic self. And, you know, that's, that's like, for me, that's my favorite compliment or feedback that I get, yep. whether it's podcast, in person, yep. particularly when people meet me in person, but it's like, yep. you know, I, I didn't know whether you're going to be the same in real life as you were mm, um, mm. on the podcast or on the videos or whatever. And I'm like, well, 
you know, it's just about being authentic as, as often as you possibly can and, and documenting what you're doing as well. Like, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, people, people on the gear and stuff, right? That we'll use that example in the mm. fitness industry. Mm. If you're not disclosing that and you're selling something, it's fraud, right? Correct. And I can't see myself ever getting on the gear, but if I was to do it, I would just be honest about it and talk about it because it's yep. like why would i hide something that's part of my journey that may potentially be able to help other people anyway yeah as well For you know sure. it's like it's yeah people people really value authenticity totally and that's that's what you're talking about before smoke and mirrors which is um it's no good no it doesn't help anyone no nah, yeah, yeah exactly sure. right creates a false yep. false sense of reality totally yeah and then and then what that leads to is then people constantly feeling like they're failing mm, or mm. disappointing themselves or people around them or just just falling short of where they could be yeah yeah you could have someone that goes from you know from if someone is watching video from here to here yeah but if they didn't reach there they'll feel like a failure but when you look at how much progress someone's made in that time or yes. how much change they've had in their life or to them as a person yeah it's a night and day but it's still just like basing it off this comparison of where i think i should be for sure um and that's dangerous totally totally Man, something you just mentioned ties into the next um, pillar, which is stress, about stress and um, anxiety, depression, things like that. I've had interviews on a couple of the podcasts and with others, obviously, just clients and, and mates and stuff um, recently about those topics. Have you, have you experienced any of those things, whether it's stress, depression, anxiety, and, and if, if you're open to sharing like how, how that was dealt with and, mm. and things like that? For sure. Um, I, I wouldn't say I've had depression. I don't think I've had depression. Mm. Um, but I have spent a lot of time, um, particularly early, like early on when I was younger, yep. I, 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 again, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was very not living authentically, right? So yes. my, my childhood, oh, it sounds a bit weird, but like my, particularly in like school, yep. all the way up until about year 11, I was very much so just living to please others, people pleaser, sure. yep. leaving off the opinion of others, trying to fit in all that type of stuff. And that caused a lot of my anxiety. When I look back at it now, that's why I did feel that way. But even since then, like, you know, I think it's only normal to, I've had a fair few periods where I've gone through that have been like super high anxiety and stress, whether it be, you know, relationship stuff that causes it, whether yep. it be yep. lifestyle, whether it be probably going through a period where I was like partying too much, which then mm -hmm. when you're also working really hard, um, training hard yep. and and everything just trying to just burn the candle at both ends For pretty sure. much and yeah. then that starts to cause a lot of this yeah. shit yeah. which then kind of continues to have a stress, snowball effect mental stress yep. yeah 100 yep. percent. so a lot of it probably was within my control as well mm. um but again like that allows me now to document that and share that with other people as well For so sure. um what I, I i talk to people about this all the time whether it be fitness podcasting business mindset now and personal development and stuff mm. i i don't like talking or sharing basically anything that i haven't experienced myself or that i haven't i don't know yep. about myself so my whole journey from when i started in business up until now has purely been based off me doing something coming back sharing my experience yep giving that value to other people or, or yep. putting it out there for other people to hopefully get some value from it and and to you know teach other people the lessons that i took away from it so mm. Mm in those periods particularly there was a, a, a pretty solid period there where i was like super anxious and yeah. um and not happy and that's when i started meditating um you know and then that turned into starting journaling that turned into 
um, learning about you know Wim Hof and breath work and cold yep. showers and ice baths that led me to start reading personal development books and mm, um, mm. and getting coaching and mentoring for sure and now I feel like I've got a, a big toolkit that I can deal with a lot of this stuff because I think it's obviously mm. you're still going to experience levels of stress and anxiety yep. but it's now a matter of like all right what what can I grab out of the toolkit to, to help with this yes. or what can I be doing to prevent even getting to this point For sure. and being able to deal with these things in real time or ahead of time instead of waiting to react to when shit goes bad 100%. to then feeling like you need to do something about it. Totally. That was, you answered the question before I asked it, but it was like, there's tools there that I do every day that are like preventative, mm-hmm. like prehab. Yep. And then there's tools that are reactive in the reactive. moment. And then there's rehab after yeah. like, that was a massive event. I need to come down off that. Yep. Or I can feel things going downhill. Mm. What tools can I grab yeah. to, to, to pivot me back onto the, the right direction? Yeah, yep. 100%. And that is a big one, I think. It's like anything. It's, um, you know, if you're, if it's a, an alcoholic, if it's whatever, yep. it's like yep. you, you, the goal is to not wait until you, you're at rock bottom to make a change or For do sure. something about it, right? And again, it doesn't mean like, you know, I mentioned partying and stuff before. It doesn't mean that I don't, party or anything now but it's like i now have these non-negotiables i now have different ways mm, that i perceive mm. certain things different tools in my toolkit yeah. um and and a lot more awareness and conscious conscious awareness of of a lot of stuff that i didn't before and that's basically what life is right it's just yeah. being expanded and exposed to sure. new things learning from it adapting mm. and that's basically all it is yeah 100 percent. yeah and it's so important to have um, like with, when you talk about tools and, you know, I know you know this is for the listeners. There's, um, for me personally, there's different tools. So there's people, environment and things. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's um, parents, mentor, coach, mate, wife, yep. uh, people. Sometimes it's a thing like you're talking about, like meditation, mm. whether it be listening to some music, journaling, yep. like something that's, or, or is it is the environment that I mean imp- impacting me in a negative way? I need to change that environment. Yeah. So that's often what people struggle with three. the most. Yeah. Is the is the environment one? I think. Yeah. Um, doing the thing as well, like that, that can be difficult if you haven't got experience in it or you haven't been exposed to it yet. Yeah. Um, but the environment one for a lot of people would alleviate a lot of their problems. I know it would have for me in a number of different times where I did, was sure. super anxious, like whether it's people you're surrounding yourself with, whether it's something as like big as a workplace or, or an actual job. Like if there's mm, certain mm. things that you spend majority of your time doing or places you spend majority of your time in daily yep. that are causing you to have a low frequency or to feel stressed and anxious, yep. then in the end of the day, as hard as it is and uncomfortable <laughs> as it is, you're the only one that can change that by consciously making the decision to change it, which is totally. which requires like vulnerability and requires courage and all that type of stuff. Mm. But you know, we've talked about it before in the the calls that I've done with you. It's like no change happens unless there's some form of resistance or discomfort. Yep. It's the same as the gym. It's the same as anything in life. Like the reason why people find it so hard to make change is because it's the unknown and the, the unfamiliar, mm, mm. Um, which is scary. Totally. But if you look at any change you've ever made in your life in absolutely anything, like, like an exa- a relationship would be the easiest example, right? Like anyone who was in a relationship for too long, yes. And when they got out of it, with hind- like with hindsight, they look back and they're like, "I should have fucking got out of that yes. a long time ago." And since I've got out of it, it actually just fixed basically all of my problems. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, it's hard to do at the time, but the more of those decisions you can make, mm. the more the better you get at it. It's like a 
it's like discipline. It's like a muscle. Sure. It's like the more you practice it, the easier it gets 100%. to make the hard decisions or the oh, uncomfortable man. ones. Big time. It talk about relationships. Um, I'm sure we've all had them. If you're if you're human, yeah. I have been in a relationship before. Um, me and Mel have been married for like five years now. Beautiful relationship. You know, like I love her yeah. to bits, and it's awesome. Previous relationships. Not so great. Yeah. Sitting on those decisions to stay with that person for, well, I've already put this time in. Or yeah, I've yeah. already come this far. Like, no good. Same with career. Or career used to be police officer, yep. as you know. And the surprise for anyone who didn't know that who's listening. But the when you're in those environments and you don't like being in them, the longer you're there, the more... Um, stress and anxiety it can cause yeah and the harder it makes the decision dude and, and once you leave that environment or change that thing and that doesn't mean you have to go quit your job if mm. you're listening to this and, that, and that's where you're at and you, and you hate it like try different things you might yep. be a different area it might be working yep. with different people it might mm. be the same industry different different company but start something on the side side yeah. hustle or something yeah yeah for sure and it's like where can I pivot to what, what can I do that's that's different exactly to, to try and um, fix how I'm feeling about this. Yep. For sure. Definitely. Totally. Mate, um, performance. Really good topic. And I think both of the things like fitness, stress, tie into this massively, as, as we both know. Um, when, you talk, when you hear the word performance, what do you relate to? Like, what is that for you? Uh, it probably used to be very much so based around physiological, like physical performance. Yeah. Now for me, it's it's like I, I guess I tie performance with um, what word can I use for this? Preparation, pretty much. I yeah, tie nice. the word performance with preparation. So, yeah. Yeah. again, whether it's what we talked about before with certain tools in your toolkit um, to to be having like daily non-negotiables in terms of how you take care of your health, whether it's training, nutrition, mm, sleep, mm. Um, your your time management, and and um, and productivity or whatever it is, how am I able to basically perform at my best every day in everything that I'm choosing to do? So if it's with the gym, obviously what pairs with that is going to be my nutrition, my my sleep, my recovery, my hydration, all that type of stuff. Yeah. If I can tick those boxes, performance in the gym is high. With work, is it getting really clear on what it is that I'm trying to do? Is it looking at managing time? Mm-hmm. Again, is it sleep? Is it um, you know, delegating or leveraging um, by, by getting help or paying for a service from other, someone else and learning from them? For sure. Um, and you know, using non-negotiables, like I said, whether it be a cold shower, whether it be you know, simple shit like that, meditation, um, a morning routine. Man, I tried the cold showers for two weeks. Yeah. It smashed me, eh? Really? I, I never, I Man, never... come off it. You live in Brisbane. I know. The fucking pipes are warm there. <laughs> Compared to Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, dude, I could not get used to it. I was like... You're not meant to. That's the whole point. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> fast breathing. I was like, I don't know if I want to start my morning in a stressful yeah, it's state. Yeah, best way to start. Yeah. And so, so you move through that stressful state into a calm state? Yeah. Under the cold water? Yeah. yeah most wow. of the time. Some days not, but most of the time. But like even that, for example, like a cold shower... How people are thinking like, how the fuck does that even tie into performance? Um, and hopefully I've answered this question right. But like cold shower, for example, is getting out of bed, making the decision, consciously making the decision to do something uncomfortable and hard, mm-hmm. which pretty much feels the same way every single day. Um, and starting my day with 
me basically proving to myself that I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then carrying momentum into everything else. So physiologically, obviously, you feel fantastic afterwards, um, very awake, um, and a lot more likely to, to be more energetic and ready to start your day. Mm. But mm. mentally as well, again, like I said, it's like oh, I've just continued to build on my discipline muscle daily yep. to yep. the point now if there's another decision that I need to make in the day that's hard, the likelihood of me making that decision is significantly higher now because there can't be many things throughout the day that are going to be, or most days, hopefully, um, there can't be many things that are going to be harder to decide throughout the day than getting out of bed at like 4am when it's freezing and standing in a cold shower. So all of a sudden, the emails that I need to respond to is easy. The conversation with the client's really easy. The decision to go to the gym, even though it's something Mm. that has become a habit or whatever, is easy. Um, So then your performance across the board goes through the roof. Um, So I don't necessarily think performance is as much about like winning and losing, but it's like preparation on your behalf that allows you to perform in everything you do at the highest quality as often as possible and consistently. So it's not like a rarity that you have a good day. Yes. It's like, what what variables can I control that allow me to have that good day every day? Man, that's such a good line is what can I, like how can I have not just a random good day, yeah, but have consistently highly productive, high high performance days. Yeah, it shouldn't be, as I said, it shouldn't be a rare thing that you have a good day. No. But for so many people it is. It's like, and that's because we live on autopilot, as you said before, whether it's with a job, whether it's relationship, whatever, Mm -hmm. you live on autopilot pretty much and you're really not even in control of like what, what happens in your life because yeah. it's just like you just take a back seat and just go with the flow. Now, I believe you need to allow life to happen for you, yes, but there's so many things that are within your control yep. that, that you can change for sure to, to determine how you are going to have a good day. And, you know, that's where things like journaling and stuff are so beneficial too because I yep. can go back and be like, all right, well, I had an awesome week last week. Business was great. Training was great. Sleep Why? was good. Why? Like, what was I yep. doing? For sure. It's documented. It's it's yeah. It's like a system in a business, right? Yeah. You, yeah, you exactly. can reflect and go, Well that week I achieved what I wanted to. How come why did it happen? Mm. And how can I make that, like bottle that yep. and keep doing it? hundred percent. Do you look so I get this a lot, um, with people again, some clients, some friends, some family. How many times do you hear you get to Friday afternoon that oh thank God it's Friday? Yeah. The weekends. Like that's been a topic of conversation through social media, through the news, through workplaces for as long as I can remember and it still is. Yeah. What do you think is uh, a big contributor to that? For people just going, oh, thank God. I get yeah. a couple of days off, man. Like, I think for most people, it's what we've just talked about. It's, it's not genuinely being happy or that interested in what you're doing. Yeah. I think for sure, like there's definitely still weeks where I'm just like, you know, yeah. Fuck. What a week. Yeah. Um, looking looking forward to yeah, having sure. some d- downtime this weekend or whatever. But like when I was still in school or whatever, like to an extent, even when I moved here for basketball, I mm. fucking dreaded Sundays. Yeah. Because it meant that the next day was Monday. Yeah. Right. And like it basically, I'd have like a one day weekend pretty much because Saturday was the only fun day. But Sunday was just almost depressing, knowing that the Monday you've got to go back to whatever else. But I can honestly say that it does not matter to me what fucking day it is. I don't really. I don't care what day it is. It doesn't change yep. the outcome for me or like how I feel at all, really, unless sure. we've got something on that we're looking forward to or whatever. But, um, but I think it's just about, again, just being taking a little bit more control of your life and making sure that it's something that you genuinely look forward to. Mm, and and mm. that happens when you start 
like living out your purpose and your why. Yeah. And and you wake up each day excited to go about the day to see what's possible. For sure. And like I was listening to this audio book that I've listened to a few times by Russ, the yep. rapper we were talking about earlier. And there's a line in there, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, you think about like time is a currency. Like mm-hmm. the, literally the phrase that people use is spending time. So it's like it's, you're, you're spending your time. So it's yeah. like you're actually, it's, imagine your time is money. And the more you, I think about this and every now and then something will happen that gives you perspective and then you go, oh, you know, fuck life short, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But like literally we are a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. Every fucking second that goes by is one less second until we eventually are not here. Yeah, we're talking and about. And people um, are more than happy. Whose son was it that had a cardiac arrest this yeah, morning? Yeah, LeBron's son this morning had. Yeah. Uh, went into cardiac arrest and like he's fine, which is oh, I think he's fine by the sounds, but which is awesome. But, but um, that's an example. That's a young person. As a fit yeah. person, or as any fucking person. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. But the, when you, if you had to categorize someone, for example, mm. and and for some of the listeners. Um, the intent behind this is because I know what um, physically and mentally people that um, that run businesses get to yeah. in that they're physically um, overweight, unwell, their body's in dis-ease, yeah, which yeah. we know where that leads. It's a shitstorm, yeah. It's a chemical shitstorm, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so eventually um, bad things can happen. That's an example of someone who's like going for it and is probably fit, healthy, young. The The... <laughs> The risk of him compared to some of the people that are likely listening to this yeah. is, a, is a lot lower. Yeah, shit, yeah. So for that person who's listening, like, what's if you've got like a one-liner for them that's like, whether it's fitness, stress, performance, what's the thing that's like, you know, someone that's listening that's sitting here going, "Come on, Dan." Yeah. Or DK, give me, give me the juice. <laughs> like, I mean, let me think about that. Yeah. As I think about it. Just coming back to what I was saying before, it's like, how often do you hear people say, talk about stuff that they want to do, right? Mm. Or whether it's a job change, whether it's a fucking anything, like anything they're trying to achieve. And they talk about it, about when they're going to do it. They've already got it mapped out when they're going to do it. Totally. You know, I have this conversation with people before New Year's Eve, like before New Year's Eve. Usually I I do a podcast around it on like, in like November or something. I'm like, if you know exactly what you want, and you're fucking sitting here saying, I can't wait to start on January 1st. Mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Why would you wait? Get an extra and month. And yeah, I mean, I just think time and time again, we get reminded by shit like this, that as I said, we are literally a ticking time bomb and there is zero benefit to waiting to do anything that you know is either going to make you happy or that For you sure. want to try and achieve. And, and often that comes from, like I put out this video this morning talking about people like are almost too scared to have something they really care about or something they want, they try really hard to achieve an outcome, a goal or whatever. And almost like just get to a point where you just don't really give a fuck about anything, right? You just cruise through life. Everything's expected. It's familiar. And the reason for that is not necessarily because people aren't driven or because they don't have anything they want. Mm, mm. It's because they're so fucking scared of what happens if they don't get it. Yeah. Of failing, right? Or like how they'll feel, how everyone else will perceive them if they fail. Yes. Um, Whereas, again, it comes back to people just caring way too much about what other people think. Totally. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, similar to what we said before about the um, stress and anxiety. It shouldn't take... A meltdown. A meltdown, but it shouldn't take 
a really bad event happening in your life for you to go, fuck, I'm actually, you know what, I'm going to go travel or I'm going to start that business or I'm going to yes. go and learn that new language or I'm going to ask this girl or this guy out on a date or whatever. It's like, what? It doesn't really make sense. Like, why the fuck would it have to wait until like someone dies or you get told you've got cancer or whatever it is for you to decide to make the most of your life when yep. you know right now that every fucking day that goes by is one less day that you're here. 100%. <laughs> it's like, if put it this way, if you're on holidays, right? For two weeks and then, you, and then you sit in your fucking bed for the whole holiday and say, we're going to do everything on the last day. <laughs> what? <laughs> as soon as you that's get on holidays, you go and do that's shit interesting. every day. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that put like that. That's really good. You wouldn't do it? No, you wouldn't. You never do it. Yeah. Some might. Some people might. <laughs> the, that concept is, I was talking about that on a, a group call just the other night. Um, it was about uh, gunners. Like people just, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do oh, this, yeah. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And every time you speak to them, I'm going to, I'm going to, mm. I'm going to. What are you open up to, mate? Well, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like um, something that I've experienced since like leaving my old career was a huge decision. And then getting to the point and doing it was like, it was for me, like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And it was almost like freeing that I... I can make those decisions. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and since then, my decision-making timeline is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And I'm feeling better and better and better because mm-hmm. it's like, I want to do this. Is it values aligned? Does it fit yeah. with what I'm doing? Is it in my direction? Yes. Cool. Do it. Yeah. And, you can, and the quicker you make decisions, the quicker you find out whether it was the right or wrong one anyway. So it yeah. doesn't mean that you're going to make the right decision all the time. But even if it's wrong, you're going to find out pretty quickly. For sure. And then you move on to the next thing or you, ch- or you, you, you pivot and, and adjust and adapt 100%. as quick as possible. But like waiting similar to the relationship thing, it's like the longer you wait, it doesn't make the decision any easier. It makes it harder. It's exactly. Like you need to, the, the goal is to constantly be moving. Yes. Right? It's just yep. what's the next move? Make it. Mm. See what happens. Experience it. Adapt. Adjust. Yep. Move again. Yep. Continue to move. Continue to move. Continue to move. For sure. Um, and the, the more you do that, the more... The more success you'll have, the happier you'll be. Yep. The more you'll learn. Totally. The more experience you'll have, the more like the more wisdom you'll gain from all this stuff, and and yep. it's just a, For a sure. win-win. Hundred percent. I heard that put like this once. Um, <clears throat> it was about if you're driving, you're better off being at a T intersection than on a highway because at a, on a highway, I can't even remember where I heard this. On a highway, um, you can see multiple exits, and you can see signs for multiple exits. So there's yeah. just too many decisions to make. So putting yourself in situations where you're at a T intersection is awesome because you can't keep going straight. Yeah. So you have to pick left or have right. To choose, yeah. And for example, if that's a giveaway, you can't stop. You have to go left because there's people waiting behind you. Yeah. If that's wrong, you just do a 180 and go back. Go back. You should have gone right. And then you actually at least know I should have gone yeah. that way. And that, now this is where I'm going. Yeah, I like that. Whereas the highway is just never ending. It just keeps on going yeah, all the way across the country. Yeah. So, yeah. Mate, respectfully of your time, I know where uh, time's coming to a close. Um, last question. Again, I, I probably covered this before with like anyone listening that's like, where would you put them? But for again with someone that's um that might have gotten all the way through and if you are still listening congratulations um lots of people that start things don't finish them so (laughs) kudos to you um sitting on decisions someone that's sitting there like man like during our conversation something has come up that's really top of mind um best next step in your in your opinion for that person i know that's really broad you know who it is but like whether it's yeah i'll leave that just give yourself three seconds to decide I love that. Three seconds, that's it. 
Yeah. Whether it's going to the gym, whether it's starting a business, whether it's, again, reaching out to someone, whether they it's know posting content. Down. They probably know, hey. You know deep like, down. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, um, I'll just quickly wrap it up with this. But, mm. like, I uh, had a guy that I met with a couple of weeks ago who um, kind of semi-known each other for a long time. Yeah. He is a, um, I think I can say, he's a, he's a psychologist, sports psych. Has a heap of knowledge, has studied for a long time, great guy, has um, a lot to share with people and wants to grow his business. Mm, and mm. and I, I looked at his social media and asked him, I'm like, what, how come you haven't posted any content? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm scared to sure. what people's reactions will be. Yep. But he'd covered it up with like, um, you know, there's certain regulations I have to go by, too mm -hmm. much time, all this stuff, just a lot of excuses, right? Yeah. Um, but the main thing was worried about other people's opinions. Sure. Okay. And that's fine like that makes sense like particularly if you've had trouble in the past or you know if you've been yeah. bullied at school whatever it's hard to then snap out of that but that is like the one thing that's holding you back and it's within your control it's a limiting belief that can be changed very quickly so for, uh, so for him i was like all right within the next two weeks mm. put out at least three pieces of content a day yeah yeah and he did that straight away. And then now I'm like seeing his page every day, posting shit like yeah, yeah. consistently. And he seems like ever since I've spoken to him since, he seems super happy and up and about and yeah, like wow. really, really motivated to keep going. And it was all based off one simple decision that was within his control this whole time. Yeah. And, but it was like a vulnerability and something he's scared of. But again, it's that discomfort and, and being super vulnerable. The mm -hmm. more vulnerable you can be, like I think yeah. vulnerability is a superpower. For sure. Those who can be the most vulnerable are typically the ones who make the most progress and, and are the happiest, 100%. in my opinion, because you are consistently doing the uncomfortable thing. Mm, mm. But again, you don't know what's on the other side of that until you try it. Totally. So three seconds, make Love a decision, that. keep moving forward. That's also just a really good um, closing point with um, having someone or people in your world that can help you make decisions, like yes. coaches, trainers, yeah. mentors, whatever it is. Mm. And both of us have those people in our world. It's like... Sometimes you get to a door and again, I used this on a, a, a group chat the other night. Sometimes you get to a door, right? And you, you can't kick it down mm -hmm. and you need someone behind you that just taps you on the back and goes, I'm with you yeah, and helps you and puts their boot on the door as well. Yeah. And obviously drawn from yeah, yeah, yeah. old, old career of sometimes you just need to get through that door to, to fix the issue. 100%. And sometimes having someone that's just got your back and just goes, dude, here's the problem because they can see above and you're stuck in the weeds is awesome. Yeah, 100%. So, mate, closing up, thanks heaps for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate, really appreciate it. it. Thanks for coming down to Melbourne. Welcome, welcome.